0: I actually told myself I was going to hold off on doing this review. Um, Told myself I was going to hold off on doing the commentary. Also, I I was like, you know what? Let me wait because I'm not sure who seen what. Of course, when people go to, um, of course, when people go to, uh, you know, my my podcast. Of course, I'll give a disclaimer and say whether it's a spoiler, whether it's not a spoiler before y'all even click on it. Like, I'm putting that as the headliner. If it's a spoiler review, it's a spoiler review. Y'all know what y'all are getting yourselves into. I don't know how many spins this is gonna get because the movie is not supposed to drop until like June 25th or so. But uh shout out to the plug, man. And while I did wanna hold off on doing this because I was trying to be considerate, wise man once said, fuck that shit. Um, I don't know which wise man that was, but you know, kudos to that wise man for coming up with that phrase because man, this shit was out of control people i'm trying to tell you man i've waited so 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 long for this movie man i remember when this movie got pushed back an entire year because hobbs and shaw was going to come out and i'm like you know what man first of all you know all right they got to spin off cool but don't push aside old faithful you know don't do that don't take the focus off of old faithful but um hobbs and shaw ended up being pretty dope you know once i saw it 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 made my top five fast and furious movies which were um uh i gotta put the original in there then i gotta put fast six is my favorite of course then fast seven and fast eight and hobbs and shaw crept this way into the top five but um Hobbs and Shaw has been dethroned, people. It has been dethroned, man. That's how much I enjoyed this movie. Now, again, if anybody missed the memo, this is gonna be a spoiler review, people. I'm pretty sure I will miss some points here. I won't be able to cover, you know, everything that's in this movie because it's a lot of shit going on, man. The movie's like two hours and some change, but I assure y'all it is well worth it. If you are a Fast and Furious fan, you're going to enjoy this. But also, let me say if you are a Fast and Furious fan, there are some things here that are not going to sit right with you at all, because me being a fan and not a fanboy, there are certain times when the series just throws shit at me, you know, certain explanations or timelines that make no sense whatsoever, and I can't give that a pass just because this is my favorite, you know, franchise, but the series overall, man, we, we know what, this series is at this point this series has gone from just a a regular crime thriller with a little bit of flair on it that was you know the the cars and uh the the, the crazy shit was a lot of it was a lot of the core of the movie the second movie was the same thing Tokyo Drift is the only movie that's actually about racing the fourth movie pretty much brought everything back full circle they brought back the you know the tagline was a uh, new model original parts and that's exactly what the movie the fourth movie was because it was a it was a lot of new things introduced um they they brought back the street racing element they brought back the crime thriller element dom is back brian's back mia's back letty gets killed uh apparently gets killed in the in the, in the movie but then you find out later on at the end of fast five she's still alive fast five was the one that really started amping shit up we started seeing different action sequences uh it was a entire heist movie it Fast Five is the one that almost doesn't feel like a Fast and Furious movie. It's got all the elements there, but uh, one of the reasons Fast Five isn't in my top five is because there wasn't a lot of car shit in there, and I understand that's not what the plot of the movie was. It was a heist film. It was on some Ocean's Eleven type shit, but... um. Fast six is it basically gave me that Avengers. Everybody's back in the game except for Leo and Santos. But that never bothered me, really. But fast six had everybody in it from fast five for the most part. But it gave me all the car shit that I didn't get. So that's one of the reasons why that is my favorite um, in the franchise. Seven is will always have a dark cloud over it for me. Uh, I I enjoy Seven a lot. Seven's got probably the best uh, action sequence in the entire franchise with that, the like and hyper sport, black and hypersport car jumping through three buildings in Dubai type shit. But it always has a dark cloud over me, man, because I remember when I saw it in the theater, I could literally pinpoint every scene that Paul Walker was CG'd in. And it. (laughs) Shout out to Universal and uh, James Wan and Weta Digital for doing everything that they had to do to make sure that that movie was completed. They gave Paul Walker one of the classiest send offs I've ever seen. Um, on screen for somebody who is alive in that universe but passed away in real life they did it so properly man it's almost like a you know they gave them the old cowboy ride off into the sunset ending and everything man and that ended actually i choked up man not in the theater but it, it, was, it was a time where i was watching it by myself and i actually like looked around like is anybody else in here because i'm definitely tearing up right now that shit made it hit home man especially if you're a fast furious friend a fan if you're a day one Fate of the Furious is another movie that kinda it doesn't have a dark cloud over it per se, but Fate of the Furious is the one where you could clearly tell this series or this movie in particular was missing Paul Walker. Man, there's even a moment where you know Roman tells Letty, he's like Brian he tells Letty Brian would know what to do, and 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 Letty just straight up's like, No, we can't bring Brian and Mia into this. We agreed on that. That shit tugged at my heartstrings too. It's a good movie. It kind of broke some rules because you know Dom went against his he actually went head on up against his family and they were doing everything that they could and da-da-da. There's a baby involved. And it introduced Cypher as one of the bitchiest, most dangerous villains the Fast and Furious franchise has ever seen. Now, Hobbs and Shaw, I love that movie, man. It was a great action movie. I think Brixton, played by Idris Elba, was a badass villain, man. He was the shit. He really was the black Superman. In that movie. Uh he was it was almost it was almost like it wasn't a Fast and Furious movie, but more so a G.I. Joe movie every time Idris Elba was on the screen, man, because he's got that fucking you know, his his motorcycle's basically a high tech ass boomerang. Like he can call that shit and it'll just come right back to him. But how's the show was dope, man? I think that, I, I like the last sequence where they had the all the all the cars and trucks hooked up to each other trying to pull the helicopter down. It was a dope ass movie. But fuck all that other stuff people we are listen let me tell y'all all all my theories all my conspiracies for fast nine were all wrong they were all wrong they were all wrong the only thing i was semi right about was the fact that i was like okay maybe john cena's playing vin diesel's brother i don't know it was like going out on a whim type of thing but all my theories were wrong man this movie is was was absolutely insane man and Let's jump into. It. I feel like they started it off. They started it off really strong, and they brought. Th- this is going to please a lot of the fans of the first movie that were always wondering what what was it what was it about you know Dom's father and and their relationship and what happened when Dom the day Dom's father died. We literally jump right into that. The opening sequence starts in in uh, 1989 at this racetrack where Dom's dad and and Jacob's dad because they do introduce a teenage Jacob and Dom. And the guy that plays Dom's dad, uh, J.D. Par- Pardo, I don't know if he's in like Sons of Anarchy or or, or uh, the Mayans, whatever those that spinoff was. I, I, he was in one of those shows, I think. And we get, uh, you know, I was wondering who Michael Rooker was going to play in this movie because we didn't see him in the trailers, but he actually plays like uh, Jack Toretto's right-hand man named Buddy. And you get young Dom and Jacob played by uh, Vinnie Bennett B- plays uh, Dominic Toretto. And Finn Cole plays Jacob. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, man. I love the casting choices they had for Dom and Jacob. It was was pretty believable for me as a diehard Fast and Furious fan. Had they would have fucked that up in a flashback sequence, which a lot of movies do with terrible casting, I wouldn't give it credit. But I definitely could buy that this was young Dom and young Jacob. And basically, you they don't really establish the relationship, you see Dom, there's clearly favoritism with Dom and his father, you know, he's telling him, it ain't, it ain't how strong you are as a man, son, or whatever the hell he says, you know, he gives him, like, the Ricky Bobby speech, and, you know, he's like, if you're not first, you're last, he doesn't say that, but it's just, he gives him, like, this motivational thing when he makes a pit stop, and Dom is, you know, talking to him, Jacob's under the hood of the car, and he slams the car, the hood down, and he's like, you're good to go, dad, so, Dom is basically, you know, he's on the headset talking to his pop, he's guiding him through it and he's telling him, you know, watch watch out on your left, the guys coming up on you. Now the guy that uh ends up um killing Jack Toretto, and mind you, Jack Toretto is definitely named, uh they named, I never knew this until I saw the movie. Um it makes sense because people that are fans of, you know, Fast 6 and Fast 7, We know Jack O'Connor, Brian and Mia's son, was named after uh, Dom and Mia and Jacob's father. And I think that was a nice gesture. I never knew that. But um, Kenny Linder, played by uh, Jim Perrick, who was in Suicide Squad, he is the guy who ends up crashing into... Dom's pop, you know, he he rear ends him and his pop just goes spinning, he, he, he like fishtails a little bit, and then the car just flips into the fucking air, hits the fence, and just is engulfed in flames, the shit explodes, and it rolls over like 18 million times, it's a really fucked up scene, because Dom, like the reaction, you've got uh, Michael Rooker's character, Buddy, grabbing young Dom and holding him back. And he's just screaming. That's my dad in there. That's my dad in there. I got to go get him. And it really shows you how fucked up that death scene was for Dom. Like he literally watched his father burn to death. And it takes you all the way back to, you know, it takes you back to that scene in the garage with Brian and Dom in the first movie. And it's like when he when he's talking about, you know, you could you could hear him screaming inside or they said it was me screaming Excuse me. It it takes you back to the beginning, man, and that's one of the things I love about Justin Lin coming back to um to direct this movie, man, because he's he's done Tokyo Drift up until Fast Six, and there's actually a different writer too, Daniel Casey, but Daniel Casey seems to get the gist of what a fat what makes a Fast and Furious movie tick. So after that opening flashback sequence, we you know we cut right to Dom and little brian on the farm and we see that in the trailers also we see him his son's handing him tools and he's showing him how to fix the tractor letty comes out and she's like yeah the water heater's out And he's like that's the cost of a peaceful living and you know they're they're living peacefully rightfully so man after all the shit that they've been through over the course of like nine movies because again technically this is um this is the 10th movie because hobbs and shaw was the ninth movie if you count that in the universe but, you know, they're living their quiet life now. A car rolls up, and I knew this was going to happen uh, when I saw this the production stills of this with Dom holding a shotgun, Letty holding a gun. I knew somebody was going to come up, and it wasn't going to be what they expected. They expected it to be wartime all over again. Dom's like, are you expecting company? Because the car's driving up to their property. And I love that they've got a fucking plan, you know, They're he's like Brian, remember what we talked about, little Brian goes and ducks for, ducks for cover, you know, in this little uh, trap door, Dom and Letty are strapped, and it turns out that, you know, it's nobody but Roman, Taj, and Ramsey. they come to visit, and you get that Avengers moment where, Tony Stark was a father now and he was he he was, you know, living peacefully and the Avengers pop up and he's like, Oh shit, what the fuck do y'all want? Man, I know it this can't be good. Because y'all don't never come through, y'all don't call, y'all don't DM me, y'all don't like my posts or comment on Instagram or Facebook, none of that shit. So what do y'all want? But of course they come up, some shit has hit the fan. And um, what happens is Mr. Nobody was in a plane crash and he sent some video and he's dropping like some cryptic codes and all this type shit so they come to Dom and Letty and it's just like look um he asked he specifically mentioned us and all this other shit and they find out is involved because we know Cypher got away in the fate of the furious which she, when she had to parachute and uh Decker Shaw was actually going to kill her but she got away and Cypher is somehow connected to this plane crash and actually what happened was Mr. Nobody caught Cypher and the plane was hijacked um while they were transporting transporting her, and, you know, the plane crashed, and Mr. Nobody disappeared, but it's crazy, because you don't get the reaction that you expect from Dom, Dom is like, you know, we're not on call anymore, you know, things change, and Roman, you know, he, he tries to hit a, you know, he tries to um hit a soft spot, and Dom, he's like, yo, we talking about Cypher here, this is the woman that killed the mother of your child, and Dom just turns around, and he's like, yo, things change, and I kind of, I, I feel him 100%, Cause you know everything that these guys have been through, these near death experiences. Dom is like, "Fuck this, man! I don't want to." He misses the old life, but he's like, I, "I, can't keep doing this shit, man. I'm a father now. I can't do it." So what happens is, you know, Tesh tells Letty, he's like, "We'll wheels up at eight o'clock if you change your mind." So Dom is watching the the, the video of Mister Nobody again, and he sees like a co- he sees like a clue in the background, and um, what happens is he sees a cross. There's a cross with, um, uh, uh the, the same cross that he wears. And, you know, if you see in the beginning of the movie, Dom and Jacob wear those same, they have matching cross chains, uh, you, you know, the, the younger versions of them have the same, the same chains on. So Dom sees that and he automatically knows what's up. Now what happens is he's talking to his son and he's like, you know, I'll always be in your heart. Cause it's, uh, I actually like the kid, man. I like the kid that plays, um, what is the, oh, what is this kid's name? What is this kid's name? He was played by twins Isaac and Emmanuel Holtain. I love the little kid that plays little Brian, man. And, um, you know, he's, he's like, Daddy, where's God at? And God's in your heart. And he's like, I'll always be in your heart. And it's a really warm moment, father-son moment, because you're not used to seeing Dominic Toretto in, you know, just such a softy man, but he's a father now. Again, and this is this mo- this is the moment we get in the beginning of the first trailer where Letty comes in and she gives little Brian the chain and she's like, your daddy gave this to me here. I want you to keep this. You know, you could be iced out now and all the little chickies going to be on your top when we start taking you to daycare and all that shit. So she gives him the chain and Dom follows her outside and Letty's on her motorcycle with a bag putting on her helmet ready to leave. And he's she's like, you know, this this is not who we are. You know, we're not these these farm hands and, and all this other shit. And he's like, look, he's like, Brian and Mia got out the game when they became parents. And she's like, yo, we're not them. And I knew that when I saw that and they showed Letty uh, getting on the motorcycle, I'm like, she's going to leave him. And that's going to be a callback to... Fast 7, where she's like, you know, uh, I I can't remember anything, and I don't have anything, and I, I need to find myself, and she left Dom in that cemetery by himself, and she leaves him, and Dom, you know, I know, of course Dom's gonna fucking go after his woman, but I, I didn't know how he was gonna go about doing it, they don't really show it, but, um, you know, Letty, basically, she's a fucking adrenaline junkie, man. She's a goddamn adrenaline junkie. She can't sit her ass down for two seconds and watch, like, the Facts of Life or something and just sip hot cocoa. And she can't, she just can't chill. You know, she, she's she got that rush and she's going after it. And it's, it's kind of weird. This is one of the reasons why I say Dom and Letty might just die together, uh, which would be fucked up because it would make, you know, little Brian an orphan. But these motherfuckers just can't leave the game, they can't leave the game alone, like, at all, they're, they're addicted to this shit, and there's a line later on where she asks she asked Dom, she's like, do you miss the old life, and he's like, every day, and I, they're just fucking crazy, man, so basically Dom pulls up, when they're getting on a plane, Roman, Tej, Ramsey, and Letty, they're getting on a plane, and um, basically what happens is, they go to the, uh, the, the, the wreckage area, and where Mr. Nobody's plane crashed at, so they uncover this, this, uh, it's it's called Project Ares, and it's a very fucking dangerous weapon, now we know there can't be a Fast and Furious movie these days, without a dangerous, high-tech weapon, that can threaten the world with domination, and, or just wiping the world out, or some crazy shit, um, but it's like, it's like a war, it's like a nuclear warfare type of weapon, but there's only half of it, so they have to uncover the other half, or something like that, and, um, what happens is they're they're in the wreckage there's nobody there there's literally nobody there and this is like 15 minutes into the movie y'all i'm not even bullshitting y'all when i say they get it popping right away because this this militia pulls up and there's this crazy ass shootout everybody's getting some Taj is, is letting off shots romans letting off shots of course Ro- romans he's got to have his moments man romans got a badass moment where he's uh it's it's almost like a half a tracking shot where he's like ducking for cover and they're they're just constantly shooting at him and he runs and he tackles this guy and jumps into a hole and lands on top of him and knocks him unconscious. But there are like twelve guys surrounding him now in this hole, and Roman picks up like an AK or some type of machine gun and just lays all the motherfuckers out. And he looks at his, you know, he looks at himself and he checks himself. He hasn't been shot one single time. But this first uh action sequence is pretty dope, man, and I said this During uh, my commentary for Fast 9, as I said, this reminds me of the jungle chase scene from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, or something out of like Return of the Jedi, where they're just in this forest type of jungle type of thing, fucking shit up, causing destruction, now... I do one of the things about this Chase C is is well shot. It's really well shot. They're going over these landmines and they have to go 80 miles per hour in order to pass the landmines. But of course, Roman's in a jam because his speedometer only goes to like 70. So he's you know, he's shit out of luck. But I like Letty on a motorcycle, man. We hadn't seen Letty on a motorcycle since uh well we did see her on a motorcycle, but we saw her last in Fate of the Furious during that opening race where Dom's racing in Cuba and there's something about Michelle Rodriguez just being a badass, not even needing a car, but just fucking, you know, like just uh, just popping willies and hitting the brakes in the back end of the, the motorcycle just going into the air so she can like maneuver and evade these big ass cars that are going after him and there's even a nice callback to Hobbs and Shaw where a guy jumps from one of the, you know, the militia jumps from one of the cars onto Letty, onto the back of Letty's motorcycle and he's trying to fuck her up and Letty actually maneuvers in a way where she slams this motherfucker into a tree. And there's a moment like that in the Hobbs versus or Hobbs and Shaw movie where the Rock grabs a guy off his motorcycle and slams him into the wall while they're driving off. That's a badass scene. And you know, it's one of the moments where it's like, you know, he's dead because his fucking back, his spine probably just got severed in half. He's either dead or fucking paralyzed. It's a really dope ass scene. One of the craziest moments of um of this first sequence like I said people this is 50, like 15 fucking minutes into the movie where Justin Lin's going crazy now one of the best parts about it Roman <laughs> Roman runs over a landmine and that's the part in the trailer where he's like my ass is in fuego because the back of his truck is on fire and Roman goes flying into like he gets stuck between like two rocks or some shit so Taj and Ramsey they they're still on the minefield mind you so Tej and Ramsey pull over but they can't go over to Roman because there's a land there's landmines all over the place so Roman has this brush with death where the car is like almost it's like right side up but it's stuck between these two rocks and there's a landmine literally right below him. So if the car drops, he dies. If he drops the wrong way, he dies. So he kicks open the windshield. And it reminds me a lot of the scene in Furious 7 where Brian is trying to escape that bus that's about to fall off of a cliff. It's really reminiscent to that. And I really appreciate them paying attention to detail because I said this when the movie came out or when the movie, when the trailer came out, I said, yo, there's going to be a lot of callbacks to part seven because they look at these movies like trilogy. So seven, eight, nine, it's going to be a lot of callbacks to that seventh movie. So this was a callback to Furious 7. It's a really tense moment, but you know it's fucking Roman Pierce. You can't kill Roman Pierce. You got a better chance of killing Michael Myers than Roman Pierce in a Fast and Furious movie. Real shit. Now, what happens is Roman, he falls down, literally landmine in his face, misses it by inches, but the truck falls, and it's a nice, badass moment where Roman does like this superhero roll, and the truck the camera's still rolling, and the truck falls behind him and explodes onto the landmine, but it goes flying into the air. So Roman's running and they're playing this oh I got away" music and the truck literally fucking lands on Roman and Taj and Ramsey are just kind of standing there like did this nigga just get killed like did he just get s- squashed by his truck and Roman lo and behold pops up behind the truck unscathed no nothing Roman has a lot of brushes with death in this movie man and Tej is like how the hell are you not dead and Roman's just like he doesn't know what the fuck to say now Letty gets knocked over she gets knocked off her bike, and Dom catches her, which is a nice callback to uh, Fast Six, where he catches her over the interstate when she flies off that tank. But he catches her on the hood of the car, and she drops the half of the uh, Project Ares device. And here in comes John Cena, being the fucking G that he is, man. John Cena, I was very, very impressed with John Cena playing a bad guy here but you do learn later on that he is not the bad guy here per se uh we'll get to that in a second but John Cena pulls up casually he nods his head and he picks that device up and he rolls out and that's it he doesn't start no shit won't be no shit but Dom gets Letty in the car and they go after him they're running past landmines and they're you know the, the the military is after them because they're on their territory excuse me, so they're shooting missiles at, uh you know, Dom and Jacob, and Dom and Jacob are just p- pretty much playing bumper cars at this point, you know, having a, uh, a a pissing contest in their cars, they're just driving, 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 Jacob hits that fucking, uh, he hits that Nas, and he goes flying off that cliff, and I'm thinking in the trailer, the way they did, that they edited it, they did it in a way where you think Cypher is driving the magnet plane, because when he drives off the cliff, the magnet plane swoops him up, and, um, and uh, it takes off with Jacob in in the car. Now, I actually forgot something at this point. There is a moment where Roman Tej and Ramsey are in the car and when they try to they they actually save Dom and Letty, they run into this one truck and the truck just keeps flipping right beside them. It's literally riding and rolling right beside them as they're driving past it. It's just flipping nonstop. So they have to go across this bridge and the car slams into the bridge as soon as they touch base with that thing and the bridge starts collapsing and all you hear is Roman screaming in the back but they make it safely to the other side it's a really dope shot I said in my commentary reminds me of Indiana Jones when that bridge collapses that shit I hate when bridge collapses you won't catch me on any but you know um yeah, so, uh, Jacob gets picked up by the magnet plane, which is not Cypher, by the way, uh, that was very clever editing, and then you get Dom, you know, Letty's like, well, where's the bridge, and she's like, no, 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 no. Dom, don't do this, don't do this shit, so we see it in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler when we see it in a movie, um, Dom, you know, he drives off the fucking cliff, and he turns the wheel so that the, the, the part, it's like something on the bridge clamps onto his, uh, the, the, the car, and he swings, you know, cars in, he gets his cars on and he swings over to the other side. But the impact there's a really good shot that takes me back to both Tokyo Drift and um, Fast Six. They do the shot twice in Fast Six where, you know, the cameras inside the car with the actors. But it's the car is literally flipping over. There's glass flying all over the place and they have to brace themselves. It was also a nice callback to Dom flying off that, uh, through those buildings with, with Brian in the passenger seat, I loved, uh, that shot, man, it was so reminiscent to Furious 7, but yeah, and Letty kind of looks at Dom after that, she's like, that was new, and clearly she wants to fuck him after that, and had the wildest sex that they ever had, cause she's like, she knows her man's a maniac, but they just evaded death, that's what they do, man, they evade death, and after the scene, uh, you know, after that first opening sequence, which is bonkers you do get the return of uh, Agent Stasiak, played by Shea Wiggum. Now, for those that don't know, Stasiak was the one that got his ass kicked by uh, Brian O'Connor in Fast and Furious 4. He's the w- he's the one that walked up on Brian O'Connor the wrong way. He walked up on him like he was John Gotti or somebody, and Brian, like, fucking punched him in the face, kneed him in the stomach, and slammed his head against, him <laughs> against the wall. But Stasiak also came back in Fast and Furious 6 to help uh, Brian get into prison so that he could interrogate what's the guy's name uh uh uh, uh John Ortiz's character Braga so Stasiak comes he does come back man and I like his character because he's an asshole but he's a useful asshole like he tells Dom look man I I, I can do you this favor man but after this I got like I can't do this no more I gotta roll and Dom's like I appreciate the favor he walks off like yeah I gotta stop doing so many favors but that's like a reference to him helping Brian a couple years back doing what he had to do and um later on we do see that this is why i said jacob john cena is not the bad guy in this movie man john cena is merely a pawn for this character named otto now the guy otto is played by Thu ersted rasmussen i can never say that fucking name right y'all know i suck at these last names but otto's basically you know he's exactly what uh Jacob Toretto calls him at some point at the end of the movie. He's a spoiled, rich prick. That's exactly what he is. He's a guy that's too much of a pussy to get his hands dirty, so he's got a shit ton of resources. He's got a shit ton of goons to do the dirty work for him. You know, he's a spoiled, rich kid. His dad has a shit ton of money, and that's what he. That's what his character is based on. The guy, is. he's a really smug, arrogant-ass dude. But Jacob is just a pawn in this plan, and we find out that Otto... And Jacob, they have Cypher. They have her in a fucking, like, uh, some type of glass box with holes in it. You know, no tech around her. They give her this busted ass keyboard that she can do, like, minor things on. But they're not giving her nothing high tech so that she can fuck something up and go absolutely insane, like she did in Fast 8. But Cypher got captured by them, and then we find out that's who hijacked. Mr. Nobody's plane, and that's who, that's who was responsible for the wreckage, because they kind of need Cypher to find the other half of the, you know, that Project Ares and all of this shit, and one thing about Charlize Theron uh, in this movie, let me just say this, man, I think Charlize Theron is a good villain, I liked her a lot in uh, in The Fate of the Furious when she was introduced, she's, she's uh, very manipulative, she's very dangerous, Cypher is so dangerous that she doesn't have to get her hands dirty, because like Kurt Russell said in the movie, uh the eighth movie he says she's the very definition of high-tech terrorism and that's exactly what she is she can destroy the world with a palm pilot in her hand and nothing else and that's pretty fucking dangerous for me i'm even though i would rather she had had a fight sequence with letty or something like that i was expecting that in this movie too but i didn't get it but one thing about cypher that bothers me man she does not shut the fuck up man now when she sees you know jacob she's like you spent your whole life trying to be better than dom stronger than dom faster than dom to you know you wanted to eat your wheaties faster than dom so you can get out of school or get to school faster than dom you always wanted to be faster but could you be slower if you were fast like i'm, I'm just like yo bitch, shut your ass up man and i know this is just her character i'm talking about i love Charlie darren as an actor <laughs> but she is like the most fucking mani- She's somebody you do not want to be around because Cypher just will manipulate you into the smallest. She'll make the smallest thing. Like if you're turning up, you know, the page of a magazine, she's like, you've all, you've spent your whole life reading Essence magazine, but have you ever read Jet? I think you're afraid to because you've always been trying to be better than the source magazine and double that. Like Cypher just has no, Fucking chill button at all, man. And that's exactly why they keep her in that box. Like, I would have had that shit sealed soundproof. Don't talk to me. Do not talk to me. And, you know, after we see that, Jacob actually, I, I like what he says to you know, a uh, cipher. He, she's like, and I bet all you, all you wanted all your life was just a hug. And he was like, you read my, you read my psych evalve. And he's like, good for you. And like, he's just being like really sarcastic. And no matter what she says, he's, she's like, what are you gonna do? Launch a nuclear attack, or are you gonna do this when you get the other half of it? Or are you gonna do this? Like, just doing what she does. And then Jacob's like plans are in motion and he just smiles at her and walks off it's like bitch you're not you not manipulating me into, into doing anything other than what i'm doing i don't even know you and you're not going to manipulate me too because jacob does you know dom and jacob show each other a lot of mercy in this movie but she's just so manipulative she wants her she wants him to kill his brother and as bad as a guy as jacob is he's not going to murder his brother he grants him mercy in a scene that happens later on now he actually granted a mercy uh that chase sequence you know before he drove off that cliff so jacob is not the real bad guy here otto's the one pulling the strings but otto you know it's like everybody in here is kind of the man sitting next to the man sitting next to the man type of thing so um now the the we are heroes yes i'm going to call them heroes the crew rather you know so i don't make any comparisons to marvel or dc even though that's what this shit has become at this point you know they come to this underground bunker that's their headquarters where mr nobody was at and um Dom is still, this is what pisses me off, uh, we just drove off cliffs and drove past bridges that were falling down, you know, Dom's still, he's still trying to own up to shit alone, and he's like, you know, whatever happens, this is my brother, this is all on me, and it's like, motherfucker, do you not know we were just in a gunfight? And a car fight, drove over landmines with your crazy ass, like, you are stuck with us, just like we are stuck with you, ain't nobody going nowhere until we get this shit done and go home, but Dom is just always like, you you guys are free to make your own decisions, you don't have to follow me, I'll do this all on my own, and all that, he did that shit in Fast 6 when he's talking to The Rock, when The Rock's like, you'll get the information when the team gets it, he's like, no team, this is gonna have to be me alone, and I love that The Rock in that movie, he's like, he said, what did he say, he said, the crew, the crew are after they hit like thunder and disappear like smoke. You go alone, you won't even touch them. Like, Dom, just listen he can't do it alone man and he, he has to understand that shit that, that part kind of bothered me and you have a moment where Roman's having like this crazy epiphany where it's it's just exposition maybe for people that haven't seen the, the movies prior to it because he's just saying everything that they've been through before he's like yeah no, he's like you have to think about all the missions we've been on all the impossible missions he's like we've been taking down trains planes he's like I ain't gonna talk about the submarine all this other shit and he's like we don't have a, a scratch to show for it and Luda and Ramsey are just kind of fucking with him they're talking their quantum physics theories and shit and it's it just all results in a joke where Luda's like yo maybe we are maybe we're not normal or maybe you just a dumbass and then he throws his coat he throws the coat back at Roman and they have a little laughing moment and um you know Dom and Letty have their moment too that I was mentioning earlier where um you know where where Letty's like do you miss the old life and all this other shit and this is my thing man I'm telling y'all Dom and Letty are not going to survive fast 10 if it's a two-parter they are going to die man i don't know like can we do a time jump where where little brian toretto is old enough to maybe get an apartment or something of course he needs his parents but i don't see dom and letty surviving i feel like the only way they'll be at peace is 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 if they die because they just love doing this shit so much man and then of course they you know there's there's another exposition scene where they talk about the aries project and stuff like that and um I like this scene because the, the 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 crew splits up the crew splits up at this point and uh you know dom's like uh I- i'm gonna go to an old friend and do all of this shit and they actually find out that uh mr nobody had contact with han before han died and you know tez brings up han's picture on the screen now we saw the trailer we know han's in here but we just don't know how he's going to be presented actually we do because it was in trailer number two i think And, um, he's like, yeah, Dom had, or or Han had contacted Mr. Nobody before he died, and this, that, and the other, um, and Dom's like, yeah, Han sent me a postcard the day he died, and this was on it, and blah, 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 so they all split up and go in different parts of the world to do their separate missions and shit like that, and then we get a flashback scene, two flashback scenes, actually, where, um, Dom is in jail, because Dom has beaten the fuck out of that guy, uh, Kenny Linder, and again, it's a callback to the original movie where he beat him with the socket wrench, beat the fuck out of him, but we didn't see it, now we see Jacob was actually going to be the one to do it, because he was talking shit to, uh, the guy Kenny Linder was talking shit to Jacob, and they wanted him to leave the racetrack while he said he was, claimed he he was trying to pay his respects, Dom grabs the socket wrench and he tells Jacob to go, he's like, go, get out of here, Dom tries to chill, but you know, the dude gets all up in his face, starts talking reckless, and Dom beats the shit out of him. with the. I actually wanted to see it, but this ain't a rated R movie, so they're not going to go all crazy and show him beat the fuck out of that dude with a socket wrench. Now, Dom, like I said, Dom is in jail for this, and I love that Dom gets to meet young Leo and Santos in jail. And Leo and Santos are exactly who they are in Fast 4, Fast 5, in uh, in, in the small scene in Fast 8 that they're in towards the end of the movie where they're explaining how uh, Deckard Shaw faked his death and shit like that. They are just going back and forth in there, and they ask Dom, like, hey, what do you think about such and such? And Dom's just like, it only matters what you think it is. And they're, they, they're like saying the same shit at one time. And there's a really good moment where Dom is under the hood, and I think it's Santos who's telling him, not to touch or a Leo's telling him, you know, not to touch a certain thing in, in, in inside the hood of the car. And Dom's like, why not? And he's telling him, you know, if, you know, if any air gets in there or a spark hits it, then boom, you got a, a, a firebomb on wheels and all this other shit. So Dom knows in that moment, like, yo, is this what Jacob was doing under my dad's hood of the car? Because he was the last one under the hood of the car. He's responsible for his death. So Dom's got a vendetta now. And, you know, there's a moment where we see, we go back around the way to like downtown LA where the street races are at and it's a nice callback to the original movie because it feels like the original movie there's girls dancing there are a bunch of fly-ass cars there's a big crowd there's music playing it's a party out there and we see Jacob pull up and Jacob is the man at this point you know Dom has been locked up Jacob's the man and he's like who's next who wants next man and everybody's cheering him on and Dom just pops up and in the background we see a young Vince we see a young Letty we see a young Mia and um You could tell it's Vince right off the bat. Like He looks like he could have been Matt Scholes, uh, who actually played Vince in Part 1 and Part 5. He looks like he could be a young Matt Scholes, I don't know, or his son or something like that. So Dom pops up, and he's like, hey, Dom, would you get out? And Dom's like, I said I got next. So... They really, uh, they make a really dramatic scene where the camera's like going around Dom, and you know, there's no background music, there's no, uh, there's no background sound. It's just focused on these two in each other's face, and Dom's like, you know, if you win, you can come back home. If I win, you keep driving and you don't come back. I don't want to see you ever again. And Jacob's like, what, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Dom lets him know. He's like, you were the last one under Dad's hood. He was like, you killed him. You're the reason he's dead, and you know, Jacob's just like, like, dog, I don't know what you're talking about. So he's just like, all right, let's race. Now it's a race. It's nothing too extravagant. It's a straightaway. And, um, Dom does that whole too soon thing because Jacob hits his Nas tank before Dom does. And Dom's like too soon. And he hits the Nas tank and he beats Jacob in the race. And Dom does that. The car does that, um, that same shot of Vin Diesel when he, he kind of like spins the car to the side and they do a close up on him as he's like a close up on him closer to the window as he's pulling up, stopping the car. And Jacob just keeps driving. He just keeps driving. So again, it's another explanation as to why these brothers have an estranged relationship. And I don't know, man. I a, a part of me expected something a lot worse to go down with them. I didn't know if they were going to like have a fight like a actual fist fight, and 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 they were going to separate. I don't I don't know if Dom was going to turn his back on him in a different way, but I guess it works in context. Be, being as though uh, being as though the ending of the movie ends the way it does uh, with Dom and Jacob, I don't mind it. I don't mind. I just, I expected something a little different, but he, Jacob did exactly as he was told, and you can see he was disappointed and pissed off and both, and, and sad about it as he's driving off. He kept driving. Dom never saw him again after that. Now, after that, Dom goes to visit Buddy, Michael Rooker's character, who still works at the race car, uh, the race car track, but he's in the garage, like working on the thing, uh, working on the car, and he asked, he asked Buddy, where's his brother at? And, you know, Buddy's just like, buddy's not trying to get involved he's like look man you one thing about you Toretto guys is you don't take away their family and he's like you got people that depend on you people that care about you Jacob doesn't have that and the thing is Jacob was actually staying with buddy after their father died so buddy was the one that he was almost like the surrogate father to both of them when you know when uh Jack Toretto passed away but ultimately you know Dom's on a mission because he doesn't even drink the fucking corona Michael Rooker gives him he gives it to him and he's like look your brother's in London, man. That's that's all I'm going to tell you. And he tells Dom, he's like, I hope you make peace with, you know, whatever demons you got or whatever he says. And it's a good scene. I, I liked Michael Rooker in the movie a lot. I wish he had more to do. I thought he was going to be like the Mr. Nobody replacement. That's what I was hoping for. Him. Again, that was something I was fucking completely wrong about. And then we jump to Tokyo. Now, that was definitely, if they were going to bring Han back, what better place to do it than Tokyo? So what we get here is one of my favorite scenes in the act in, in, in actually an in entire movie which has nothing to do with no fight scenes has nothing to do with any cars it's just character dialogue it's interaction with two characters that haven't had a moment like this in the entire series together so you get leah did i just call her leah leah and meddy that's the new name letty and mia you get them to sitting down having some you know i don't know i don't know what the fuck they're eating. Uh, they're eating, you know, in Tokyo, trying to figure things out, and they just have this conversation, you know, Letty's just like, you know, seeing little Brian duck for cover, you know, hiding, she's like, that's that did something to me, and she's like, we never hid from anybody, you know, we faced, she's like, I feel like I gotta face the world head on, and she's saying all of this because uh, Mia actually asked her, like, how are you holding up, you know what I'm saying, like, they're having this sisterly moment, and I love the line that Mia says to Letty, she's like, Dom may be my brother, but you'll always be my sister, and I've been waiting for a moment just of interaction, like the action scene they get after this is dope, but just interaction and heartfelt moments between these two characters, because they really are like sisters, like they, if they've been around each other since they were teenagers and shit like that, long before they were parents, long before they became like international spies and shit, if, if they if they had this much time in you need a moment like that that's one of the reasons why i'm mad that there was never a lot of interaction between brian and letty uh their, their first real interaction was in fast six and that was just him telling her you know i'm the one that put you on the cover and this that and the other blah 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 but it was a really good moment with uh with, with letty and mia and to follow up on that they um god damn man they have a crazy fight scene up in uh in in han's like uh safe house or whatever the hell it was and they meet anna sawai's character who plays l now l she sees them before they see her because they pick up a picture and letty's like letty or mia one of them says uh, han never mentioned anything about a little girl because there's a picture of han and this little girl so then we see this this older uh girl l pop up With a fucking... Now, I don't know if she has a samurai sword or is it like a long-ass stick? I can't remember, man. But she's fucking shit up, man. She's doing like flips off of people as she kicks them. But Letty and Mia, man. Oh my lord. This is a fight scene for the books, man. Because they are tag team off the ropes whooping these guys asses man and there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be like oh well women can't do that women it's like what women can't fight maybe the dudes are pussies maybe they they ain't got much of a mean swing that they getting fucked up like this and there's such a dope shot where uh, the guy, one of the goons is standing up with a gun in his hand right behind Elle about the shooter, and Letty just screams at the top of her lungs, grabs this motherfucker and just flies out the window and she breaks, he breaks her fall basically and there's a shot just like that in Fast and Furious 4 where Brian O'Connor grabs the guy and fucking um, they fall out, the, he jumps through the window, grabs the guy and they fall on that car but the camera doesn't stop even on the impact, that's, man, Justin effing Lin, man, now, it is, it is, it is dope-ass scene, but then we get Han, you know, when Letty falls, their are guys running up to him, and then they can just get sniped off, they get plucked off on some Call of Duty, you know, I'm in the rafters with a scope type of shit, and we see Han, Han, he looks through the scope again, and he's like, oh, that's y'all, all right, cool, and then he just puts the gun to the side, and we see that Han is back, Sun Kane is back playing Han, now, I will get to what my problem is with Han returning now I if y'all go back to my very first Fast and Furious trailer reaction I completely lost my shit when I saw Han at the end of that trailer I suspected it because I saw the stunt guy it was an Asian or a guy of Japanese descent um with motion capture dots on his face now I'm like okay they're gonna paste Sung Kane's face onto that actor's face and I'm like but maybe not. Maybe he's a different character altogether. But then I saw that orange car and I'm like, "Nope. That's got to be Han. Y'all not going to keep throwing clues at me like this, man." And I, like I said, there's a problem there. We'll get to that. Now, we jump to <laughs> the Tokyo Drift reunion. Roman and Tej um are literally watching Earl Twinkie and Sean Boswell from Tokyo Drift and it was really good to see all of them uh, back on screen together uh, Lucas Black, Bow Wow, and Jason Tobin because I feel like the Tokyo Drift characters weren't too bad and if you're going to do a Fast and Furious movie where certain things are going to come full circle or certain people have to go to others for help then you got to bring certain characters back and I, it was a nice little way to bring these guys back and see how crazy and dysfunctional and goofy they can be but these motherfuckers got a Pontiac Fiero uh you know they've got a rocket engine on the top of it and they're trying to have it you think that they're racing this plane on a on an airstrip so you know roman and tez are just sitting there watching and lucas black is just like you guys heard a 10 second car well here goes the two second car and luda's just like he's like that's that's not impressive and so which when you think they're racing this remote control pontiac with a rocket engine on the top of it The plane takes off and the cars, they stop the car and they're all celebrating. And Roman's like, Yo, y'all didn't beat the plane. Like, what are y'all looking at? And, you know, they said, We weren't racing it. We were trying to see if it was going to explode or melt. And it didn't. So they accomplished something. But right after that, the fucking Pontiac explodes. And then, you know, Luda's like, Well, we're, you know, we're looking for some cars, preferably the ones that don't explode. Dominic Toretto sent us. And then they have that big, that long stare, that drawn out moment. But,. You know, uh, Earl doesn't know who Dominic Toretto is, so he's like, who's Dominic Toretto? And then we jump to London after that, where Dom runs into Magdalene Shaw. Is it Magdalene or Madeline Shaw? Basically, y'all know who I'm talking about, Helen Mirren's character. But he's calling her Queenie in this movie. So (laughs) when we see Helen Mirren's uh, Mrs. Shaw character, she's actually stealing diamonds from... You know from this jewelry store and she sets off the alarm so the police are coming and her and dom are just casually talking and, and you know she's like well you drive would, would you mind driving and he's like yeah he's like those days are over and she she gets in the car it's like this purple lamborghini type of car and she's like are you coming so they're having a whole conversation while she's just getting chased by the fucking cops and it's a nice callback to Fast Six again because a, a you know cop chase in London. That's what happened uh, through the streets of London with the flip car chase. But basically, she you know Mrs. Shaw's whip game is on a beam because she just you know skates away from them cops like it ain't nothing. She pulls up to this um this big fancy mansion where it's an all white party. It's it's kind of like you know in essence of Fast and Furious because there's a bunch of cars out there, there's a bunch of beautiful women out there. It's a big party, so it's very very Fast and Furious. And what happens is. You know, um, Dom goes into that place and he he's like, I'm looking for my brother. You see Otto in there, and there's another guy in there. um, God damn, his name's Sue, and this is like Otto's right hand man, the biggest guy in the movie. He's like bigger than 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 Vin Diesel, big ball headed guy with a tattoo on his face named Sue, played by Martin Ford. So you know, he tries to shake Dom's hand, and he's just such a kiss ass, like, oh Dominic Toretto, it's nice to meet you. And Dom doesn't even shake his hand. He's like, where's Jacob? And he's like, oh, he's inside. So Dom goes inside, and him and Jacob are having, um, you know, they're having a, a conversation. And Jacob just tells him off the rip. He's like, the, "the the brother that you're looking for." He was like, "I, you know, I ain't that guy anymore." He's and Dom just comes right back at him. He's like, "All I see is a scared little kid that I saw from back in the day." So you know, they have their they have their little uh, verbal squirrel back and forth. And Dom he tells Dom he says, "You know, I'm gonna give you the same choice you gave me. I'm gonna tell you to take your team." Which is another callback to what uh, Owenshaw told Dom, you know, after he raced Letty. You know, he told him, he said, take your team and walk away. He was like, you know, that's what Jacob told him. He said, you drive away and... You you don't come back, and I don't ever want to see you. And Dom's like, I ain't going nowhere. Like I'm you you think you' about to act a goddamn fool, little brother? I'm taking your ass down. So what happens is, you know, Interpol comes in and infiltrates, and Dom gets arrested. But then when Dom's in the back of the Interpol truck when he's handcuffed and all of that type of shit, we see all the Interpol agents take their their uh their masks off, and they're all women. Nice looking women at that. And one of them is lo and behold Cardi fucking B. She plays a character named Lisa. Now apparently. Cardi B and Dom go back, uh, you know, because he's like Laysa. He's like, it's good to see you. And she was like, Dom. She's like, I owe you. I still would have been heisting gasoline in the DR. So that was a callback to Fast and Furious Four because that's what they were doing in the beginning of the movie. They were heisting those gasoline tanks and just basically playing Robin Hood, take from the rich, give to the poor type of thing. So that's actually what she was doing in the DR. And now Cardi B, I I did not mind her. I did not mind her. She she looked great in her outfit. I, I just Cardi B, like sometimes when she talks, I, I can't deal, man, because she just puts so much emphasis on everything. I know her accent is very Spanish. It's very hood. It's very New York Bronx, uh, wherever she's from. But I don't, you know, I'm glad that she had one scene in the movie. I will say this. I can tolerate that way more than I can tolerate an Iggy Azalea cameo. But it's just the way Cardi's talking in the scene. She's like, Dom, did you see my fine ass in that, in that white dress? I've been around the world, Dom. Here, here go this gun that your brother Jacob need and all this other. Like, it's like, oh, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. But they reduced it to one scene and I'm like, all right, cool. I can deal with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. And she was very useful. She gave Dom the thing, you know, the gun, and she's like, "You'll have no problem tracking Jacob now, Dom. Here, take this gun and buy my new album." Like, it's one scene, I can deal with it. It's all good. It's all good. And then this is when we get to one of the bigger the the next big like action chase sequence which takes place in Edinburgh. And this shit gets wild, man. This is when we're introduced to the magnets and stuff like that. But the whole Dom and Jacob thing. <laughs> D- Jacob's going for the other half of Project Aries, and he hides in a safe or something like that to, uh, you know, to get into another safe and to get the Project Aries. So once he gets it, he's actually like on the rooftop. He's got this grapple gun and he's shooting it from one point to another and I guess Otto is like the guy who you know he's he he knows all the locations and he's going to extract Jacob from wherever he's at because he's finally got Project Ares but he's got the grapple gun shooting over these rooftops and that's how he's getting around so Dom manages to make it to the top of a um top of the fucking building and he's running across the buildings and somehow pinpoints exactly when Jacob is going to pop up near him and then he jumps and grabs this motherfucker and fly they fly through a window and they have a This is another thing. Uh, I thought that they were going to have a way crazier fight scene, man. Uh, I think the fight sequence between Dom and uh, Deckard Shaw and Furious 7 was way better than this one. And because... John Cena's a bruiser, he's a lot bigger than Jason Statham, I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to make for a dope-ass fight, now, they definitely put an emphasis on how big these motherfuckers are, because Dom, Jacob tries to punch Dom, and punches through the wall, when he connects, Dom, uh, throws jacob through a bookshelf jacob grabs dom picks him up and runs across the room into the next room with him and dom's head slams into the you know smashes through the top of the ceiling and shit they're fucking shit up but they don't get a chance to fight very long and you know, Dom, Jacob jumps out the window because he's telling Otto to pick him up. And Jacob, you know, he jumps on a double-decker bus. Dom jumps on the bus. Jacob jumps across on another truck. Dom jumps across on the other truck, and he sees Otto's going in the wrong direction. So Jacob has to, you know, he has to improvise. Now, what happens is Dom jumps and grabs Jacob, and they fall off of a off of this platform. But they fall onto the top of Ramsey's truck. Ramsey's actually driving a truck with a big ass magnet in it that Roman and Tez just had a dope ass fight scene in. And Roman and Tez, man. They are one of the most underrated tag teams in uh, Fast and Furious as far as like fighting goes. Like when those two get together, shit hits the fan, man. I wouldn't, I, listen, I need that next, man. If y'all did Hobbs and Shaw and all that shit and pushed this movie back a year, please give me. A Roman and Tej spinoff because when they are fighting those dudes in the back of that truck Roman and Tej are putting in work man the fight choreography is so decent and Tej don't get it fucked up man just because Tej is the tech guy does not mean he will not whoop your ass astronomically like he will quickly and expeditiously, he will whoop that ass, and they are fighting while Ramsey's driving the truck, and she keeps, she doesn't know how to work the magnet, so she's fucking with the magnet and stuff like that, so they whoop ass, and they get all the guys off the back of the truck, and at that point, Dom and Jacob fall onto the truck, Ramsey hits the brakes, and Jacob flies off, Dom gets into the car, and Jacob actually, you know, he hijacks somebody's car, he jacks somebody's car, and he's driving, now this is the car, I didn't know Jacob was driving this car in a trailer, Uh, that red car Jacob is driving this and they're on two different sides of the street Uh, there's actually a building in between them so Ramsey thinking on her feet the way she does she cranks it all the way up the knob with the magnet in the back of the truck so Jacob's car goes flying through the building and slams into the side of the truck and literally goes into the truck so they capture they capture Jacob and you know Dom's like you're a natural and and, uh, you know what's, what's, god damn, I just said her name, Ramsey, she's like, yeah, of course I am, because she was all nervous, because Ramsey told Dom, she's like, I don't drive, and Dom's like, you gotta do it, it's you or nobody else, now, that was a really dope scene, and if I'm downplaying all of this, it's because I don't want this, this, uh, I don't want this to drag out too long, man, we're almost already an hour into this, and then, you know, we get more Cypher talking her shit to Otto, and she called, he's like, yeah, I'm like Luke Skywalker, and she's like, no, you're more like Yoda, and I'm like, Oh shit! Like, did you just call that man Yoda? And he's like, yeah, because he was a he was a Jedi Master, right? And she's like, no, Yoda was a puppet with somebody's hand up his ass. And I'm like, damn, dog, you let Cipher call you Yoda and break it down metaphorically and said you ain't shit. He said she said you're a puppet, which Otto is. He like I said, he's the man sitting next to the man sitting next to the man. He ain't shit. He's a smug prick, and I don't like his character. Good riddance when you know everything happens to him. Now. This is the part that pissed me the fuck off, people, and very rarely do you hear me say that in a Fast and Furious movie, but again, I am a fan, I am not a fanboy, so I don't give a damn if it's Justin Lin, James Wan, F. Gary Gray, if it's Daniel Casey writing it, if it's Chris Morgan writing it, I don't give a fuck if Rob Cohen from the first Fast and Furious movie came back to direct the last one and make it full circle, I don't give a damn. Y'all not gonna tell me shit that don't make sense. That's for any fucking movie, and I don't give a damn if it, like, if Halloween says something like this, stop telling me shit that makes sense, I'm not buying it, y'all could have done better, I'm disappointed. When Han comes back to the headquarters, you know, everybody, like, I love that Tez is the first one to hug him, Tez is just like, yo, man, how you doing? And he just looks at him like, yo, you alive, and Roman's, like, like touching him, like, are you really here, type shit, and we get the exposition, we get the moment everybody's been waiting for. How the fuck we saw him die in Tokyo Drift. We saw him die at the end of again at the end of Fast 6 during the post-credit sequence. We saw him die again in the beginning of uh, you know Furious 7. How is this possible? How did Han survive? So basically, we find out that Han Mr. Nobody worked worked with or for Giselle played by Gal Gadot and he's like, "Yeah, she trusted you." So, he put Han on a mission, basically, to look for Project Ares, but when Han went to look for Project Ares, he said he wasn't the only one looking for it, and they blow, they kill the parents of of this girl, Elle. Elle was a little girl, and they kill her parents, you know, because uh, they're looking for the, the the device as well, and when Han just is about to leave, when he gets the device, uh, her, her parents die, and you know Han sees her as the, as the troops are storming the the house and Han's like I can't leave this little girl. So Han actually I think he takes a bullet for her. He gets shot for this little girl and he saves her life. And he ends up raising her. He ends up taking care of her. But what happens is Mr. Nobody basically lets Han know ahead of time that Deckard Shaw is coming, yo. Whatever y'all did in London to his brother, he is coming for each and every one of y'all. Uh, this is not random at all. Now listen. You mean to tell me that Han, when Jason Statham saw him, you know, when that car flipped over and when he rammed into him and it was fuel leaking and the car was on fire, Jason Statham threw that chain, and this is how they recreate it. They show it, but then Jason Statham throws that chain and they do a close-up on his feet walking past as the chain hits the ground. Han's in the shot, but then as soon as Jason Statham's feet and legs walk past the screen, Han's gone. And then Roman is speaking for everybody he's like but you died in an explosion and I'm thinking somebody like extracted him from a manhole in the sewer somebody like shot a you know one of those grapple hooks into him and pulled him out of there in the nick of time no no they didn't say that and Roman's like yo you died like he's like I'm still having trouble processing this and all he says is Mr. Nobody had a way of making things look real and we see Mr. Nobody watching from a distance, the car blow up, and we see Han is literally right next to him, and he's like, pretty pretty nifty magic trick, and Mr. Nobody's like, eh, I've done better, but now here's the hard part, keeping you dead. You mean to tell me Han was a fucking hologram in that car, so who the fuck was driving? Was it a self-drive car or some shit? Like, I would've even dealt with Han being a villain in this, being half-burnt or some shit, like how they, you, you know i can deal with letty's explanation over this shit man i you know it isn't as bad as some things i've seen because there's no way uh owen shaw flew off that goddamn airplane in fast six and he came back for fast eight with only a not even a harvey dent 2 Face you know, type of disfiguration, but that shit just, they made him look like Alec Trevelyan from GoldenEye, where it's just, oh, some gas squirted into my face, and, you know, it's just a little bit of nerve damage, like, nah, his whole shit would have been melted off, like, his whole body was pretzelized, I don't even know if that's a word, it is now, but his whole body would have been pretzelized falling off that plane, so it's not as bad as some of the explanations I've seen in the Fast and Furious movie, but I call bullshit, man, like, who was driving, y'all, that was such a lazy, explanation for me oh han was a fucking hologram in the car unless i missed something here somebody please correct me if i missed something because that was such bullshit man and there's no justice for han in this movie now i can appreciate the hashtag and the trailer getting everybody hype, but i'm sorry people there's no justice for han in this movie it's not and if there is we don't see it and they only tease it in a post-credit sequence which we'll get to in a second because i want to wrap this up as quick as i can but it's, it's bullshit, man. The explanation was such bullshit. I did not buy it at all, man. So, you know, we find out that L is, is the key to the activation of the Project Ares because she's the physical key. If she touches it, she can draw its power and all this other crazy shit. They get a little wild in here, man. But it's not like they didn't do that before where um, Shaw's sister... You know sticks herself with the with. she's like I am the virus or I am the device or whatever it is she, she sticks she injects herself with it so they physically need her to be alive in order to pull off what they're going to pull off it's it's nothing too outrageous that we haven't already seen in a fast and furious movie before uh, but you know whatever man uh, it didn't pull me out of the movie I was just very disappointed with how they handled the explanation of how Han survived man and honestly Kurt Russell, I could have went without him through the entire movie. I know he's a plot device, and he tied certain plot points together, but uh, I was never really crazy about Kurt Russell being in a Fast and Furious movie. He just feels so out of place. I just don't feel like, oh, he's like the master of convenience, and I know that says a lot. As far as a movie where they drive off cliffs and shit with no remorse at all, and they just so happen to survive every time. But I just, Kurt Russell is way too convenient of a character for me to really invest in. I think his best work was in The Fate of the Furious. I didn't mind him in that at all. But, you know, he's better than fucking Scott Eastwood. You know, if he died in that plane crash, uh, if Scott Eastwood's character, Little Nobody, died in that crash, that is no big loss for the series at all. But,. You know, Otto and his crew come storm the fort. They come. They come for Jacob because they've got Jacob uh, imprisoned in their um, in their headquarters. And I, you know, they don't know what they're going to do with him, so they just keep him in the prison. And um, Jacob actually has a moment where he kind of looks. He looks pissed off when Dom embraces. You know, he embraces Han and hugs him because he's like, "Listen, you treat him more like a brother than you treat your own brother." So. When Otto and the crew come storm the fort, uh, they have everybody at gunpoint. Jacob and Dom have their moments, and Dom actually strikes a nerve with Jacob because he tells him, like, uh, Jacob's like, you know, the best part about Dad dying... Uh, I can't remember what Jacob says exactly. But Dom says, no, the best part about dad dying is he he's not able to see who you are. And you didn't you never deserved the Toretto name. And Jacob turns around like what? He, turn, he turns his head sharp. He's like, what the fuck you just say? He's like you, he's like, you think, you know, you don't know shit. And he literally tells him, you don't know shit. And that's one of my favorite parts from John Cena, because he's like, you want to know the truth about how dad died? You want to know the truth about that day? And this is a pretty shocking revelation. As far as the family tree goes, he said dad was going to throw that race. You know, he was going to lose on purpose because he we were so in debt and we didn't know you didn't know anything about it. And because of you, he didn't want to say anything. And he wanted to make things better by throwing this race and blah, 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 blah. And he lets him know that he's like, yo, I didn't. He's like, I didn't kill Dad. I I did not kill him. And Dom's kind of like. Holy shit. Like, I I I what he saying half baked he's like, I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. Like, that's how Dom looks because it's it's a really good estranged brother moment between the two of them. Now, one of the best parts in this sequence where they storm the Fort Man, Dom goes straight up Logan, James, gold rated R berserker mode on these motherfuckers man this is like the pg-13 fast and furious equivalent of wolverine going berserker or michael myers killing all those people in that operating room in halloween 6 i've never seen dominic toretto in a fast and furious movie go this fucking crazy um they're the the family's trying to escape and dom sees all the troops running after him Dom's the last one at the door, so he tells Letty, he looks at her, he's like, I'm always here, and he's pointing to his heart, he's like, tell him I said that, and he's talking about his son, so Letty's like, no, 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 don't do it, so he slams the door shut, locks that bitch, Dom, you! this is like Vin Diesel's defining moment, as far as a fight sequence goes, this was like when Agent, uh, when, when Neo was fighting the Smiths in that courtyard sequence, man, Dom is fucking these dudes up, he's he's, he's throwing dudes off of the, uh, you know, he wrapped a chain around the guy's neck, he throws him off the fucking, uh, off the railing, and the guy gets hung, like, they show it, they show that shit, he breaks a guy's back on the railing, he's fucking, giving these dudes the business even when they crowd around them and fucking uh they crowd around them and they start stomping them out and punching them all Dom sees is one of those guys going up that ladder trying to get to Letty and the rest of the family and the crew, and Dom goes off, man. He just, he said, yo, fuck this. I'm doing whatever I can to make sure y'all do not get them. Dom grabs the chains, because it's like a rundown building anyway. They said it early on that Mr. Nobody's headquarters was really rundown. It's really fucking old. So Dom grabs the chains, and he yanks them down and brings that whole fucking room down. I'm talking like the, the, the whole structure falls and dom falls into the water that's the scene that we see in trailer number two and when dom falls into the water this was something else that i was wrong about because i thought that it was going to be um dom was going to see the family at the barbecue he was going to be like daydreaming for a second when he was like unconscious but it's a completely different moment dom has a flashback of the racetrack and um you know, he 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 has a flashback of uh you know him and Jacob racing is a really sad moment too because he when he has a flash of his son, his son's like Daddy, when are you coming home? And the son walks off, and uh, he's walking off towards a bathroom where Dom's dad is at on the phone with somebody, and he's like, I promise I'll make the payment. You know, I'm good for it. And I love that when Dom walks past the mirror, his reflection is the a- the actor playing young Dom. It's a really dope um, daydream sequence. Um, But it's really sad, too. And Dom, basically, when he's in the water, he, he does wake up. He wakes up and, you know, Letty actually came after him. She jumped in the water and came after him and she saved him. And when he wakes up, she says, listen, like, if I lose you, then, you know, she tells him if I if I lose you, then then all of this is for nothing. So you can't die. And she said that in part seven. She's like, you know, she said, if I die, you die. Or if you die, I die, and I'm not ready to leave this place yet. And, it, it's and, you know, they kiss. It's a really good moment. I love when Dom and Letty don't have to be tough 24-7. When they have those soft moments that remind you, yo, know, they are husband and wife. Man, they do love each other a lot. So it was a really decent scene. Now, Elle gets taken. You know, Elle gets taken, and this is when they, they take her on that big-ass armored bus, which is a nice another mirror to F- uh, Furious 7 where they capture ramsey and they have to get her off of that armored bus well it's not really armored but it's it's armed with guns and stuff like that this one is armored this sh- bullets don't even pierce this shit but you know they've got l on there and they're talking about the device and all of this shit now this is the finale i did not expect uh the finale finale so much of it to be shown in the trailers but it is now the street chase finale um you know Han and Mia are driving a car and they they uh they they hit the magnets and shit and they attach their car to the back of this armored bus so they can infiltrate or not the armored bus but the one with the turret on the back of the smaller tank so they infiltrate there and there's a fight sequence and um you know, uh, 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 fucking Mia Mia's fucking the dude up in the front. She kicks him out and Mia's driving. Han's getting his ass kicked. Does Han know how to fight like at all in these movies because Han gets his ass kicked. I know it's Joe Taslim, aka Sub-Zero in Fast 6, but Han is always getting his ass kicked. He's getting trashed in the back of his he's kind of trying to put up his own, but he's getting trashed in the back of his truck. And um you know, he 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 attaches a grenade to the guy's chest and he hits the emergency release and the guy flies out with his parachute deployed and he he blows up so him and you know him and mia are in there they're, they're commandeering this 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 armored uh tank type of thing and while they're doing that jacob gets double crossed because jacob's on the armored bus and it's another fast six moment where Back when Shaw was like, Letty, go take care of the the cable, and she climbs on the top of the tank, and then he's ready to shoot the tank and fucking kill her ass while she's on top of it. It's another moment like that, because Jacob, uh, he tells Otto he'll go at the top uh, and, and see what's wrong, and he'll look at the... You know the 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 whatever the hell that electronic thing is he's messing with, and he gets double crossed because the guy sued a big bruiser motherfucking goon dude. He comes at the top and he's just staring at Jacob, and Otto's was oh, Jacob's like, Otto, you got something to tell me? He's like, Yep. Uh, sorry, man, I got a new business partner. And Cipher, they have now released Cipher, and she is working with Otto, so she's pulling the strings. He's got somebody else's hand up his ass, and that's when Jacob says, "There's something I've been meaning to tell you, Otto. You're he, what he say you're a rich racist. Uh, not rich racist. He said you're a ri- he said you're a rich uh wh- god damn it what did he say he basically calls him a prick and he's like i'm gonna kill you and he's like, oh he said spoiled rich prick he's like you're a spoiled rich prick and i'm gonna kill you and he's like oh i forgot to tell you jacob spoiled rich pricks run the world and then they've got a fight scene with sue and jacob sue is y'all want to talk about these people being superhuman sue's head gets smashed by a fucking billboard while jacob while jacob ducks and he doesn't even budge I think the billboard hurt more than he did because he does not budge. And you know, D- Dom is driving Mia. There's certain there's certain parts in this final sequence where Dom and Mia save Jacob. Like Sue fucking throws Jacob off the bus, and Dom runs. He 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 hits the gas and he pushes a car further forward so that Jacob can break his fall on top of this car. And when the car hits the the tank. Jacob just jumps on top of it and Letty, not Letty, God damn it, Mia, she grabs his hand and she looks at him and she tells him to go, basically take the car that's magnetized on the back and get the fuck out of here. And a lot of people are going to love it or they're going to hate that, that, you know, Jacob is the quote unquote bad guy, but he's really not. But they're going to hate that. Why do they keep saving this guy? Why do they keep making sure he does not die? You know, Dom saved his brother. um, Mia saved her brother. And um, as far as this this final sequence, the magnets and all the crazy shit, this is a uh, is it better than the runway sequence for me? No, uh, it's not. Is this better than? I do like this better than the drone final act sequence in Furious Seven. And I do like this better than the the Iceland where the or no, no they filmed in Iceland, but it's supposed to be Russia or some shit. When they're driving on the ice and the submarine and all that stuff in the Fate of the Furious, I do like this better than those two sequences, but it's not better than the runway sequence for me. It was just a lot more going on. But the magnets and all that crazy shit, you know, Dom had, makes a magnet sandwich with two with two of the armored, or oh, not two of the armored cars but two of the cop cars and shit. It's a lot going on, man. And in the midst of all of this. In the midst of all of this, guess what? Roman and Tej go to space, people. They go to space. There's no. uh, It's in the trailer. It's in trailer number two. And this isn't some. You know, there were rumors that, oh, this is going to be the end sequence. Like, not. Like, it's going to. They're going to. As soon as they launch, it's going to say Fast Nine and it's going to be over. No. These motherfuckers spend an entire sequence in space trying to hit. They got to destroy the satellite uh, so that it doesn't download for Project Ares. And. These motherfuckers, uh, uh, <laughs> Earl and Sean from Tokyo Drift, they're driving the big-ass plane, and, you know, uh, Tej is putting the duct tape on his shit, and Roman's not ready. He's like, yo, he's like, we got these old-ass suits on from World War One, but when they eject... That, uh, when they let loose of that, that Pontiac that they've got rockets strapped to, and it's even more rockets than before. When they do that, and they launch these motherfuckers into space, they literally go to space. I'm not bullshitting, y'all, man. They go to space to the point where Roman and Tej, there's a shot of space in their helmets. And um, it, it's a beautiful shot. But they're in space, and the rockets detach and everything. And it's a really slow motion moment where Roman's like yo, look, bro, like, we're in space, like, this shit is awesome, and they're just like, yo, like, nobody's gonna believe us doing this, they literally go to space, people, they heard y'all, everybody that was hating, everybody that was hating, talking about some, (laughs) they might as well take the franchise up, they heard y'all, man, they heard y'all, and they made it happen, and it's not a bad sequence, and I'm glad that they sent Roman and Tej, of all people, into fucking space, yo, but they do destroy, um, Excuse me. They do destroy that satellite. And there's a real funny moment where they had, you know, they're like, we come in peace because they have to get rescued from out of there. But it's a really it's a really great moment with Roman and Tej in space because it's really emotional. At this point, Jacob is, um, you know, Jacob helps uh, Dom flip the bus and. You know, they're like side by side next to this bus and Dom's like, yo, if we can't penetrate it or 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 hit or, you know, stop it, then we'll knock it over. And Jacob and Dom are side by side on this bus and they're like they're fucking up the front of the bus enough to where um, the bus actually flips over. And yeah, they took that shot from the Dark Knight almost beat for beat when it when Joker's truck flips over. I like it better here, though. It's a Fast and Furious movie, I'm biased, I like it better here, so they flip the truck over, and just in the nick of time, Jacob jumps out of his fucking car, because his car is getting crushed as the bus is flipping over, he jumps out of his car and jumps onto Dom's car, which is a decent nod to something like Fast Five, where Brian jumps from the train onto the, uh, onto the wing of Dom's car, and... Jacob, you know, he gets saved. And there's a, there's moments that are going on throughout the chase sequence that have no audio and they're playing this really dramatic music because you don't think Roman and Tej are going to be able to stop the satellite and he's like, "Look, even if even if we fuel up the boosters enough to crash into the satellite, we'll be stuck up here forever." And Tej is just like, "Look, man, like maybe we're not normal and superhuman and indestructible and all of that, but he's like, "If we're going to do this, Like, let's do, if he said, if we're going to go out, let's go out on top of the world. And I was like, Roman Pierce had his most serious moment, probably in the series, in space. The irony, right, is fucking insane. But I'm like, I love that part because I started like, I'm like, am I getting choked up right now? I know they're not going to die. I know they're not going to die. But the way that they did it, if that was like the last Fast and Furious movie of Roman and Tej died, saving the world, blowing up that satellite... That's the fucking way to go out. So I love that part of writing where he was like we're going to do it let's let's do it on top of the world. L- literally on top of the world. And they do take out the satellite, man. They take out the satellite and they they do it uh, they do it gracefully too, man, cuz they you know. And there's a moment where Roman tells Tej. Tej is like please tell me you know how to work the such and such on here. I can't remember what he says, but Roman's like Tej, numbers is what you do, right? Drive-ins what I do dog, <laughs> and he's like I love that whether we in space whether we on the ground or in the air I got this man. I'm Roman motherfucking Pierce from Barstow like you know what it is. So They do destroy the satellite Dom jumps on top of the bus and He gets Ramsey out of there because they've got to they, they've got to do some high-tech shit to stop the fate of the world from uh, You know project Ares and um they do it, you know, they accomplish that so Dom gets Ramsey out of the bus And the bus is literally still, you know, sliding towards this cliff. You know, it's still literally sliding towards this cliff. Now, what Dom does, the the bus starts flipping over. And I love the shot where Dom is just running, 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 running to the front of that bus. And he grabs the wheel because what he does is he throws a grenade ahead of the bus. So when it explodes, it flips. It makes the bus flip. So Dom maneuvers the bus in a way where he, he turns it back on his wheels. And then, you know cypher it's like what the fuck is going on she said this prior to this I, i'm all over the place people because i'm really trying to wrap this up but cypher basically you know she she's like what's going on Otto? and he's like oh we've got a little bit of a problem and she's like fuck this man i'll take care of this myself so i'm thinking cypher has literally jumped inside of a jet and is shooting rockets at dom because you see her with the headset on and she's shooting the rockets at dom but dom the the buzz is just eating up these rockets man because it's just armored that much now Otto is behind Dom with like a gun or something like that, ready to kill him. Dom turns the wheel, sends Otto flying into the wall. Um Cypher is still shooting rockets at this motherfucker. So what happens is uh the bus flips again, and Dom. We see it in the trailer. Dom does that superhero. He jumps the fuck out just in the nick of time and rolls over. Now what happens is the, the bus goes flying off of a cliff, and you know Cypher's like, holy shit, and her jet goes flying into the bus and it explodes and as soon as it explodes Dom looks up at it and he's got that you know he's got that look like yeah bitch teach you to fuck with me again last time you messed with my honeymoon this time you put my you know put my family in danger again but I'm salty because when the when the when the jet blew up, I'm like, yes, finally. Cypher gotta die, man. She gotta go. Like you endangering little babies and shit, putting a gun to the baby, putting a gun to Don's baby mom responsible for her death, and you throwing cars out of buildings. That bitch got to go. She got to fucking go. She got to go. But then you find out. She's flying. She's like in a simulator and she was just flying a drone. So she walks out and she's pissed off and she just walks off screen. And I'm like, oh, like y'all let Cypher live again, man. Damn, like nobody can kill this fucking broad. I was hoping she was going to die in this. I, if she died in that, I would have been cool with her and Letty not getting in the fight scene. But now that she's still alive, they got a rumble. I don't give a fuck, man. She better Letty better bring everything that she bought in fast six, seven, eight and nine into this next movie, because I need Charlize Theron, I need Cypher to bring that Atomic Blonde shit up in here, that Furiosa Mad Max shit up in here. They gotta rumble, and if they don't rumble in Fast 10, I'm complaining, I don't care, because Cypher gotta go, she has to die, man, she's alive again, but whatever, man. Now, what happens is, um, you know, everything's everything, The, the crew pulls up behind Dom when the explosion happens and all of that, and dom looks at his brother jacob and he you know jacob gives dom his car keys and he's and this is going to divide a lot of fans a lot of fans probably are not going to like this part i I don't know but he gives his keys he's like i think these belong to you dom and you know he tells jacob he's like there's going to be a lot of people looking for you jake and jacob tells him like he's like yeah i know but you know this is life i chose and this is a part that it's going to make or break people how they end this but for me I wasn't, and being as though Jacob was not the villain here, he was not the true villain here. Being as though those things are what they are, and being a fan of that original movie, this was very poetic for me dom tells jacob someone once gave me a 10 second car so you know i'm gonna do the same thing for you and he gives jacob the car keys they don't hug they don't shake hands he gives them the car keys and he's like you know dad dad wasn't perfect but blah 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 blah. he loved us both or whatever the hell he says they have their little moment there's no extra emotional shit between the two but mia being the emotional one she comes over and she hugs her brother and she's like look i lost you again i'm she's like i lost you once i'm not losing you again and, you know, Jacob just smiles at her. You know, he does hug his sister, but, you know, he then he drives off. And then Dom and Mia hug. And I feel like it's going to divide a lot of people because I know there are a lot of people that are tired of these villains not dying or these villains becoming the good guys at the end. I'm cool as long as Jacob was not at the fucking barbecue at the end of the movie. Now, you know, he gives him a 10-second car. Now, let's talk about this ending, people, before we wrap this shit up. This ending... They opened the Super Bowl trailer with what is the ending of the film with the the, the, you know, the, the barbecue. And I was like, this has to be a dream sequence. Why would they spoil the ending of the movie, the very ending of the movie in the beginning of the Super Bowl trailer? And why would they show what they show in the very first shot of the movie? Uh or the very first shot of that trailer. Why would they do that? I said, no, nah, this has gotta be it. When Dom falls into the water, I said, no, nah, this is gonna be a dream sequence or something like that, where shit they're they're having a good time and things go terribly wrong. But again, I was wrong. None of my theories were right. So at the end, you know, you've got the Tokyo Drift guys looking, you know, getting their corona on. Uh not COVID people. Calm down. Calm down. Have a sense of humor, damn it. But um you know, they're drinking their Coronas, and they're toasting, and Han and Elle walk into the backyard, and him and, uh, him, and Han and Sean embrace each other, and he's like, I can't believe when they told me you were alive, and, you know, Han's just like, it's a long story, but let's just enjoy the moment, huh, because whoever wrote that explanation ain't shit, like, that's exactly what Han should have said, because that, that explanation, we ain't gonna get into that, but everybody's there, man, you know, Han's there, Elle's there, he introduces her to everybody, Sean, Twinkie, Earl, Roman, Tej, um, Oh, what's that girl's name? Damn it, Ramsey. Leo is there as well. Uh, Don Omar came back, and he's on the grill, actually. You know, cooking shit. Dom Letty and uh, little Brian. Actually, Letty and little Brian are in the garage, and little Brian um, drives. You know, he he puts his car, the black charger, on top of a spaceship, and she's like, "You drive just like your daddy." And there's a really good scene between them two, and he's like, you know. I was right, I was right over there when I met your mom for the first time, and I know she's in heaven smiling down watching you, and it it was really nice, because I like that Letty's not trying to be his mother, he knows who his mother is, like, that is some very, that's some real life shit right there, and I I like that moment, and then, you know, uh, she's like, I think your daddy wants to ask you something, and Dom's in there like, you ready to say grace, kid? And he's like, well, I don't know how, daddy. What the fuck are you talking? It's like, he doesn't say that, but I'm just saying. You know, he's like, just say whatever's in your heart. So, Letty picks him up, and they go to the table, and clearly, there's an empty seat next to Mia. <laughs> there's an empty seat next to Mia, people. So, y'all know, if y'all didn't see that Super Bowl trailer, then y'all know who that seat is for. And Dom's like, um, he's like, you know, Letty's like, little Brian's ready to say grace, everybody. And Dom's like, hold on. There's still one empty chair. And Mia looks at the chair she looks at Dom and smiles and she's like, he's on the way. And you hear this loud ass engine revving down the block. So everybody turns towards the driveway and Dom kind of turns towards the screen and he like smiles because he knows who's coming. He knows whose engine that is. And that is when we get that shot from the Super Bowl trailer people of the fucking blue skyline with the same license plate number From the blue skyline from Furious 7 that Brian was driving, we see the blue skyline pull up into that driveway right behind Mia's van and the fucking movie goes off. Brian O'Connor, ladies and gentlemen, will be back. Now, that was another theory I was wrong about. We did not see Brian O'Connor in the entire movie. I thought that there was going to be something where we saw him in shadow or in the background playing with the kids or I, I even had a dream that he showed up to the cookout and we actually saw a CG uh Paul Walker in that scene it was really strange and really bittersweet but the fact that they ended the movie that way I'm like all right man y'all y'all got me it was not a dream sequence but just seeing that skyline pull up to the Toretto house that's being rebuilt from that explosion in part seven I'm like it's goosebumps goosebumps inducing man it gives me chills just looking at that scene, man, it's very tastefully done, and I feel like it was a very safe thing for them to do, because had you would have bought him back in Fast 9, it would have been hit or miss for a lot of people, a lot of people think that uh, Furious 7 should have been the last one, should have been the last movie, but even Paul Walker said there was going to be more Fast and Furious movies, so I feel like it's an honorable thing to do, but it was a very safe and classy thing for them, not to show Brian O'Connor physically, but to have that fucking nostalgic Skyline, pull up to the Toretto house, man, and then the movie just goes off. Now, before I rate this movie, people, let's talk about the post credit sequence. This post credit sequence is something that should have been handled as soon as we found out Han was alive. Now, we see someone hitting the fuck out of a punching bag and, and kicking the punching bag. Obviously, he's been doing his Krav Maga and uh, Kung Fu training very well and we see that this guy who's you know putting in work on this heavy bag is Deckard Shaw it's actually Jason Statham and he unzips the bag which was something they didn't die another day uh where the guy the guy is in the beginning of the movie he's he's going to town on the heavy bag and then he unzips it and he's, he's the guy falls out of it all beaten up and he's like find me a new anger management therapist but that's what they do the guy's in there talking to Deckard bitching about it he's all bruised up so somebody knocks on Deckard's door And Deckard goes to answer the door and lo and behold, it's fucking Han face to face with Deckard and Deckard just stares at him and then it goes off. That's it. But as cool and as shocking as that was to see, there's no justice for Han in this movie. There's justice for Han as far as the fans go, but there's no justice for Han as far as, uh, you know, Jason Statham coming to Han wanting to kill him and then, the family just working with Jason Statham in Fate of the Furious. There's no like they got they have to fight. They got to fight. Han got to get them hands up and he got to go up against Deckard Shaw. I'm sorry. He might get his ass kicked, but I will respect him at least for standing up for himself. You know, it's, I'm mad. I got to talk about him like he's a fucking second grader dealing with a school bully. But it's like, no, nah, man, there was no justice for Han. Yes, for the fan service absolutely but you know there has to be some type of of, of reconciliation a violent reconciliation with those two man and there's even a line jason statham says in hobbs and charl where he tells his sister there's things i've done i need to make amends for and he's talking about han when he says that but there's no justice for han um it was good to see Han back, but there's, that was definitely another thing that pissed me off about this movie, was the Han explanation, there's no justice for Han, and just little small things here. But all in all, people, I will give this movie a 9 out of 10. As a Fast and Furious movie, I feel like the fans are going to be pleased. There's definitely some things that y'all probably will not like in here. I told somebody that earlier, without spoiling anything, I said, listen, as a fan from a fan to a fan you're gonna you might not be disappointed with this movie you're not gonna be disappointed but there are gonna be some things that might piss you off but overall it's top five fast and furious movies for me this shit has dethroned Hobbs and Shaw congratulations because I was worried with how good Hobbs and Shaw was I was worried and I'm like I was starting to sound like those disbelievers out there man I'm ashamed to say it I was like oof. The Rock isn't in this one. I don't know, man. I don't. And stage the main. I don't know. I don't know. And Paul. I don't know. I don't know. But they delivered, man. They did the goods, and I feel like Justin Lin came back to, you know, to to make the series feel like home again. Not that it didn't, but um, the last movie was a spinoff. The movie prior to that broke a lot of rules as far as the family thing goes that we've been following so closely behind in these movies. But uh, other than that, excuse me, the fight scenes are choreographed well. I love that the majority... I feel like the most practical thing in this movie are some of the the, the, the actors. Like, there's a scene where the guy, Sue, jumps on top of a car before Letty has the magnet uh, swing another car onto him and crush him. But when he jumps on there, he almost looks like an animated character. Dom kind of looks a little shifty when he jumps out of that uh, that bus while it's sliding off the cliff. But when he rolls is when it looks more realistic. But it's like, I guess when he takes off on that one foot, it kind of looks a little CG. And there's a moment where... You know, the moment where Dom and uh, where Dom grabs Jacob and flies through the window, it's a little CG, a little bit. But the car shit, for the most part, to me, the car shit is practical, man. And that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons why Fast Six is my favorite. There's something about the way that movie is put together, and there's something about Justin Lin's usage of practical effects, man. He wants to do everything practically. Because in Furious Seven, there were a lot of CG, sh- there was a lot of CG shit in there. Um,. Uh, that drone, I did not like the way that drone looked. That was like the least believable thing in that entire movie, as as outlandish as that movie gets. And at the end of the Fate of the Furious, where the you know they're driving over the ice and the and the you know the fucking um, submarine is underneath them, that shit looks very uh, it looks very CG, man. But the the practical stuff here is great, man. I love that we got the flashback sequences we got to establish the relationship between dom and jacob to establish the relationship between them and their father um i love that we got to see um just how bad things got between dom and jacob but then there's there's a part at the end of the movie where you know jacob's like really pissed off about he's sad he's crying about what's going on and and dom tells him like everything's gonna be okay and they hug in, in the flashback sequence but it brings a lot of things full circle and it It makes it more believable that Dom let his brother go, because it's not like, you know, he let him know, like, I didn't kill dad, like, this shit about pop that you didn't know, and, you know, Jacob wasn't necessarily trying to hurt anybody in this movie, he's not like Cypher, where he's just, like, throwing cars off the roof and crashing into everybody, he's not doing all that. He was on a mission, doing what he was supposed to do, trying to get paid. That's what he was doing. He wasn't endangering the lives of anybody and when he fought Dom in that scene, he only did it because he had to cuz Dom wouldn't leave him he wasn't going to let him off the hook at all. I wasn't going to say easily but at all. So I I this is the thing man. I I was really surprised at how much I liked John Cena in this movie because when they announced him I, everybody that knows me well knows I was against it 100%. I said absolutely not absolutely not i'm not buying it but i'm not gonna lie to y'all man john cena was him being jacob toretto um a new character introduced to the movie i wish he was introduced sooner man because we've got like one more movie left that's possibly going to be split into two parts but of course there will be spinoffs and stuff i'm mad he was introduced so late but after seeing him in this movie man i I gotta be honest with y'all man i'm very interested in seeing what he's going to do as um peacemaker in uh the suicide squad movie that's coming out later this year man I i can't wait but yeah, all in all, this movie is a nine out of 10 people. Like I said, if you are, a, if you are a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, and if you are a fan of that first movie in particular, there's some things that hit home, man, for us fans out there. And shout out to Justin Lin and Daniel Casey for penning the script. Uh, They did a damn good job, man. And Justin Lin, like I said, he came back for a reason, man. And I I couldn't have asked for a better, maybe aside from the explanations that they had for Han I couldn't ask for a better Fast 9, man. This was definitely a step in the right direction for the series, man. And Jacob Toretto, we we will see him again. I, I just, Cypher gotta die. She gotta die. Somebody gotta make that happen, man. Don't be, I don't want Fast and Furious to keep playing it safe where all the villains keep surviving. Y'all remember when the Fast and Furious movies, the villains died? Like Johnny Tran died. I think his brother, um, I think his brother lived. One of them got shot and ran into the wall or something like that. But he got shot by Brian O'Connor. Uh, Who else died? No, Braga, he survived. But the Fast and Furious, you know, you don't always have to kill off the villains, but it'd be nice if you did. And plus, Brixton will be back, too. So, I want... We know what's going to happen in Fast 10. Jacob's going to join the team. Jacob's going to be like the rogue agent. Um, He's going to be the guy... Listen, I'm not good, I'm not bad, but I'm I'm not going to let nobody fuck with my family type of thing. And if y'all rolling with him, then I guess y'all good too. And you're going to have that, I'm telling y'all, man, you got to have that Avengers Assemble moment, man. Everybody assembles in their cars and they just go full-blown fucking Vigilante 8 Twisted Metal. Everybody's cars got weapons in them and all types of shit. I don't care, man. We need that Avengers Assemble moment. Bring everybody back that y'all can everybody back that y'all can man i fucking ball watching this man like i said nine out of ten people i definitely recommend it even though it's not you know i saw it early uh but you guys you guys won't be disappointed man trust me i mean if y'all are that you know we can we can we can have that healthy debate i wouldn't mind i can't wait to see like the reviews and what people say about this movie a lot of reviews are coming in and i was trying to avoid the spoiler reviews until i did my own and um this will definitely be out before the commentary people. I can damn near guarantee that. And if y'all have been rocking out with me for an hour and you know, an hour and a half, God damn, man, y'all definitely are the MVPs right there, man. But, uh, Yeah, man, y'all already know where to go, and if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast Breaker, Radio Public, and Podme. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs, and shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Horror Virus. And last but not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. Again, if y'all rocked out through this entire spoiler review, man, I appreciate the shit out of you guys, man. I i really don't like i'm not gonna lie to y'all man i like reviewing new movies but i like doing spoiler talk or movie talk i don't like doing reviews because the way i do my notes i i I do it in like chronological order and then i'll miss something like it's it's just really weird man and anytime i review a movie i tell myself i'm not gonna break down every nook and cranny and i always end up doing it man because i don't want to miss a beat and i want to get the info out to y'all who are actually tuning in but um the reviews just, they, they take too long, man, I, like, if I, if I, something's gonna be drawn out, I'd rather it be a commentary, so I apologize if this really was drawn out, but again, thank you, guys, if you did tune in and listen to this, man, and y'all know the love and support y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some, so with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor, another episode of Tudor Reviews and it can, I'll check y'all on the next one.